Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. With me, of course, is my lovely partner in crime, Shauna, our chat shenanigator from Edge of the Rabbit Hole. So we have a very interesting uh, topic that we're going to be discussing tonight, and uh, we've we've brushed on it a couple times before, most usually in the way that Hollywood portrays uh, demons. We've had James Anito, uh, demonologist, on here before. Uh, we've had uh, Keith Johnson on here before, not really specifically about demons. Um, we are working on getting his brother Carl out here, which and I've worked with Carl before, but um, it's a very, very popular topic within the paranormal community, of course, um, mainstream uh, pop culture really loves demons, and that's the way that uh, you know tele- the television shows have really gone. But what I want to do is kind of get down to uh, are are the different manifestations, are the different hauntings that are happening at a particular location or home or what have you, are they really truly demonic? Because I've had cases before where somebody's gotten in touch with me. Hey, and this is why I always mention this. Um, hey, you know, a, a candle went flying off my mantle. Do I have a demon? You know, it, that's, that's what you're asked. <laughs> and the answer to that is, um, because I'm never 100% sure about everything, so we'll just say 99% sure that maybe a human spirit picked it up and lobbed it at you. That's always possible. It's not enough information to go off of, right. for one. You know, but unfortunately, because of the way pop culture has really played into the paranormal field these days, it's like any sort of, you know, oh, I heard three knocks on a door, you know, something fell off the wall, you know, something is rattling in the middle of the night, um, I'm hearing a, a deep growl, you know, or whatever, that their brain instantly goes to demonic. And I know we mentioned it on the show here before one of our other demon episodes that you know first thing coming to mind that you know the conjuring where you know roger's like you know i hear three knocks you know and ed is like well you know three knocks it could mean it's demonic but we we mentioned here hey when i knock on the somebody's front door i so (laughs) i mean i usually do it four times just because i don't like uneven numbers but i'm ocd like that so Right. So I thought what we would do to kind of just start things off, get the conversation uh, rolling a little bit here is um, so I've worked with Carl Johnson before. We're pretty uh, friendly. I have his uh, Shadow Realms book here, and I thought I would just it, it gets really detailed, but I thought I would just read it's toward the beginning, just kind of like a short, quick overview of um, of demonic infestation. Um, just to give you kind of her, his perspective, like I said, this is kind of the overview part, and then it gets really uh, deep into there. So this is from Carl Johnson, you know, world-renowned demonologist. Um, like I said, I've worked with him before. I know he's reputable. Um, 
So when someone rather suddenly and inexplicably becomes antisocial, withdrawn, and preoccupied with dark and negative interests, or abandons many previous interests, they could be exhibiting symptoms of demonic oppression, which can also be referred to as demonic infestation. This may be co-symptomatic of clinical depression, and distinguishing one from the other is difficult, especially in the early stages. A decided avoidance of sunlight, bright lighting, normal social interaction, a noted aversion to religious objects such as the Holy Bible, and especially negative and irrational reactions to discourse on spiritual matters are indications, not proof, that something demonic has come into play. Uh, demon possession is when the invading entity has overtaken, subverted the victim's personality, and that person seems to have lost control of their own volition, speech, and actions, at least for protracted periods of time. Someone suffering demonic possession will, during episodes, behave as a very different character or even several new and destructive personalities will emerge. Various and often quite alarming manifestations of paranormal activity will accompany and further reveal demonic possession. You know, and he goes on with a number of different things. So um, that's just kind of like a quick, brief overview. And like I said, um, you know, I'm not sponsored by Carl, but Carl, I'm plugging your book if you ever happen to watch in this. <laughs> um, it, it, it's a really interesting read. Like I said, it gets pretty in depth. Um, and he does briefly hit our case in here, which is pretty cool. Um, so, yeah. So if you just have a, a candle fall off the wall, even if you just get scratched, it doesn't mean immediately it's a demon. You you get demon on the ovulist, it doesn't mean it's a demon. And we've actually mentioned that specifically here a couple times before, specifically. And we just mentioned it in the last episode yeah, with Justin so, Brown. So if there's anybody out there that hasn't quite grasped that concept, freaking grasp it now. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, please. Please be a rebel and break away from network TV and just tell yourself it's not a demon just because this app told me that it is or this box told me that it is. Yeah, there's Come a there's a lot of things that you, I mean it takes time to really determine and figure out okay what exactly is going on here. Like the case that we had in Ed, Edmond, Oklahoma. Now we never did call that a demon. Now it was mean, nasty, nefarious, malicious. Um, you know, all those big nasty terms. Um, never called a demon, although, like I say, he, he does kind of mention it in that book a little bit because it was one of his uh, rougher cases. In fact, you know, we basically saw him hit the ground after everything was said and done because Carl was so exhausted. Um, but it's not like, it, it, I hate that the show does this, but I get that they only have like 40 minutes to put a show together. You know, they make it look like we went out there had one investigation and we're like, okay, boom, we're calling Carl. <laughs> you know, that's, that's just not what happened. We'd gone out there five, six times. Um, at least we were in constant contact um, with the family. They had had things going on for 20 years and, and the family just didn't talk to each other about it because, you know, they didn't want to be, I mean, kind of old school type of family. You know, we don't want the other people in the family thinking we're nuts. So they didn't talk to each other. And when they finally did, um, then they called us. And it was over you know, several months. We went out there about five or six times, got a lot of different evidence. Um, a number of different things were going on. It wasn't just the, the one entity that Taliesin was seeing. Uh, there was some other things going on that may have, have been related. Um, 
but it was as these certain things kind of were put into place, put into place, we're gaining more uh, data. We talked about data last week. We're getting that data, getting that data, getting that data. We put it together into some information, did the historical research on it, and you know, you know, found the the suicides that were there, and it's like it's, things are starting to fall into place here as to what the story is. Data, information, story. Not, but it wasn't demonic. Even with all that stuff that was going on there, it wasn't demonic. So you've had the cafe stuff. I've been scratched in there. Um, I've also been scratched by toddlers who needed their nails clipped. Uh, so there were kids in the cafe. There's adults in the cafe. There's all kinds of energy in the cafe. And I'm just sitting there at the table with everybody. And all of a sudden, my arm starts burning. And I jumped. And I looked down. And there's a scratch there. Everybody was standing there to know that I didn't scratch myself. And nobody scratched me. It was just... All of a sudden, boom, you know, and there wasn't three scratches. It was just a scratch. So um, did I, oh, my God, it, it's a demon? No. You know, I just assumed that it was one of the kids or somebody trying to get my attention. And so I was like, hey, you know, use your words. You know, don't scratch. That hurts. You know, find another way to get my attention. Um, so I wasn't bothered again like that for the rest of the night. I mean, not that way. Other stuff started happening, and words were being used. So, you know, I my first thought was not, oh, my God, it's a demon. So don't always assume that, that that's what it is, because the majority of the time, it's probably not going to be. We have a $5 super chat from Andrew Cox. He says, because of Hollywood, everything is labeled a demon. That's not usually the case. It could be an upset spirit. A lost spirit or Shauna's demon stomach? <laughs> it could be Shauna's demon stomach. If I'm in the building and you hear growling, it is probably <laughs> it's me. Probably your stomach, especially Let's after Mexican real. food. Oh God! Let's be real now. <laughs> it's true. And so, if you uh, happen to use a real-time audio, you'll probably want to run. Yeah, yeah. Because it is loud. I'm yeah. telling you. <laughs> it, it will be trying to eat you and your children all at once. So. Uh, Dave Nunnally is in the house from Dave. Mineral Springs. So uh, we are going to be broadcasting live from Mineral Springs next week for both Edge of the Rabbit Woo. Hole and Inside the Upside Down. So that that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking yes. forward to that. So yes. thank you, Dave, for, for making that uh, possible. He, he offered that up um, last week uh, during the show, and so we're making it happen. So I'm happy, really happy it's for that. It's going to be fun. So Dave says, Donna has been a medium for over 40 years and has only encountered one demonic presence, and it wasn't at Mineral Springs. Bingo. Yeah, Mineral Springs doesn't have a demon. No, it does have some really strong energy there. Oh, and, certainly. You know, there are certain areas of the building that I'm just like, mm, nope. The men's pool being one of them. Like, I have never you, stepped you foot in You have not that. gone in there. No, I have never done it. Like, one time I got up on the ramp and I was like, nope. Now I can what go in the other What do you pool. feel there? I'm um, curious. I mean, it's not like I feel scared. It's just that I feel... You know, is it is it oppressive? I feel like I'm going to be very uncomfortable if I step down in there. Okay. And I'm going to want to get out. Um, kind of like it was the one night I went up there just free with no none of the usual stuff that I carry with me. And I was just like, shit, I need to go out and get my stuff. I put so much faith in that stuff to work for me. You know, it you know whatever you know the black tourmalines the all that stuff whatever you know how it 
resonates with me, how it works for me. You know, I, I believe very strongly in it. So um, going in without anything at all sometimes is just like walking into a, um, like a crowded party or a bar and it's just like freaking loud, you know, you're like, what the hell, you know, what's, what's going on? No, 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 no. And then there's stuff going on like around you that you don't want to look at. And it's, it's kind of like that. So, but that's what I feel like is going to happen when I step down in there. So I just step down in there. And then, um, the area back there around on the other side, the of, the other pool. side of the pool. Yeah. Yeah. I no, really that's, that's like legit. That's legit that there's something, um, going on back there. Um, for certain there's, well, there's the back corner of actually in the pool area. Yeah. Where we've called him Mr. Fast and Grabby before. Um, I mean, and that's, you know, that's something in itself, you know, and it's, he's. Well, and I think that's different than what's on the other side of that wall. Yeah. Like it's hands on Mr. Fast and Grabby with the vibrating hand, you know, (laughs) that's what I call him. Um, he doesn't scare me. You know, so when the lights are out, I could be over there and I could even be over there by myself. You know, it's not a scary energy. It's just, uh, it's strong. Though. It's just strong. Yeah. It's strong. It's and really he's getting, he's, he's violating your space getting a little personal back there. I think. Yeah. 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 So, but it's not, it's not demonic. It's not demonic. No. I mean, it, I mean, to it, us, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's when, like when the Catholic Church tries to go in there to determine, okay, we're going to do an exorcism, and I, I've mentioned it on a, a previous show, you know, um, witnessing interviews with uh, priests, um, especially more so over in Europe. So, you know, Spanish priest, priest from Spain, and he's like, yeah, you know, it's probably like one out of every thousand cases that we're given that might be demonic. You know, there may actually be an exorcism that we have to perform. It's like, normally it's not. They just have, you know, it's, and, and that's where it becomes tough to determine. Is there something psychological going on with the person? That could very well be, you know, or do they have some other type of haunting going on that may just be, you know, some other human spirit? I mean, they may even be seeing, you know, something that's residual and because the person's just so frightened of anything paranormal, they're just like, oh my God, and it's, it's not the case at all. Um, Scotty Fox says demons are common along with the Dibyuk box on uh, YouTube, but dot, dot, dot. I'm um, glad you said that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, because that gets more views. If you got, you know, demon videos on uh, YouTube where you're, you know, suddenly getting, you know, possessed and all this other garbage, I mean, that's the big views. I mean, it's the same thing as with television. Uh, the Dibyuk box, it's like... Uh, it's like as soon as Zach had one and was kind of flaunting that everybody now had one so yeah that's yeah it's kind of the way it goes um from Erica what do you think about the Warren's work okay so a lot of people here uh that are watching know that I'm uh, good personal friends with Andrea Perrin so real life oldest daughter from the the conjuring case We've had a, a number of conversations about it. I'm not going to try to put words in her mouth, but I mean, you could really just read her third volume of um, House of Darkness, House of Light, uh, where she goes kind of deeper into um, the Warrens being there. And, you know, pretty much and this was this was my take on it, is that um, the Warrens meant well. They, want, they wanted to help. 
you know. Um, you know, I know people, you know, personally know um, Lorraine that are like, you know, she's a very sweet woman. And I have no reason to doubt that whatsoever. Um, so I think they genuinely tried to help. But I also think that they embellished a number of things. Um, you know, there's, there is, a, I think there's a certain degree of, hey, you know, we're becoming popular over this. So we're going to embellish some things. I know that, like, when it comes to, you know, the farmhouse there, um, you know, Lorraine, you know, made it out that, you know, Bathsheba was the, the, the terror of the place and Bathsheba actually never lived there. You know, um, she was related uh, to some people that did live there and there was you know, a controversial tragedy that happened in relation to Bathsheba. But so, so Lorraine had misinformation that was put out there about it, but it made for apparently a better story. Um, but I do believe that they genuinely went in there uh, to to try to help, and you know, like Andrea says, they stirred more things up. And um, I know that the uh, the story with, and I've talked about it here before, the story with that that seance in the kitchen, um, and basically, you know, all this crap is you know going on in there. You know, Carolyn got knocked back, and all this other stuff, and just Roger knocked out Ed. Of course, you don't see that in, in The Conjuring. Um, it's a very different story that's told. Um, so yeah, I, I think they tried to be helpful, but they they had other another agenda along with it. Um, so that's what I think of the Warrens. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's um, you have to keep in mind that what is shown on in the movies and on television, um, there's like only a sliver of the truth in there. And um, the Conjuring universe is its own fictional universe. I mean, the nun was completely, uh, of, all of, of all of them now, that is the most fictional of the lot. Um, we did a video here on the Hunter Road Media channel, uh, the real story of Valak. Um, Valak is not a demon nun. Valak is a demon. Um, well, Valak, I'll say, is a character from demon lore. So it's like, if you go into the Goetic Grimoires, and this is stuff like Aleister Crowley uh, wrote, and he got it from older texts, and you can go back at least as far as the 1500s uh, with this stuff. Um, Aleister Crowley wrote the Lesser Seal, uh, the, or the Lesser Key of Solomon is what it was and so it contained basically all this information about various different demons um essentially how to you know ways in which to conjure them up and invoke them um you know try to get the idea was to get them to do your bidding which you know the way that works is if you really try to do that at first the the demon is going because they, they're liars and manipulators. They're gonna try to seem that they're being very, very helpful and then eventually manipulate you to destroy you. Um, but he wrote about all this stuff in these books. And so you, know, you can find all that. Valak is one of those characters uh, within this, if you wanna call it a, a demonic mythology or what have you, some of it reads like Dungeons and Dragons, monster manual stuff or what have you. Um, Valak is actually a boy riding a two-headed dragon. 
Um, the stuff about the Marquis of Snakes and all that, um, yeah, that's in there. That's, that's probably the one line that, that's true in there. Um, it's considered a president of hell, which may or may not mean anything because all of the different demons had different titles like dukes and earls. And so it's like, where does president fit on the scale? Yeah, I don't know. Um, so you just, you kind of have to take it all with a grain of salt. You know, the, you know, the first Conjuring movie, very, very little of that was true. It's like they had the names, right? The people's names, you know, but um in, in the name of the town uh but but most everything else w was incorrect um i mentioned a little while ago you know keith or carl johnson his brother keith those were the two that introduced the warrants to the parents they're not even in the movie at all um with uh with the conjuring 2 with the infield poltergeist case um they probably had a few more accurate details as far as what happened but the warrens are barely involved in that case and of course they made it like the warrens are completely involved so um this is a little bit more of real versus real which we've done before but um you just you have to you have to keep into context what you're seeing on the movie screen is very very different than what happens in real life um you, you don't see um you know little reagan's head spinning around every day when we're investigating the paranormal just <laughs> have you ever seen that no no okay <laughs> it would be really nice if the paranormal shows would keep what they do from the movie and entertainment world separate i would have loved to see that i'm probably gonna die before that happens but i would like to see that yeah um you see, Judy Wilson makes a comment. There are so many mental disorders that I think a lot of the so-called possessions could be that. Well, and that's that's kind of that gray area between um, the uh, medical profession and the paranormal. Um, you know, some of the stuff with uh, uh, with Annalise Michelle and and all that. Um, you know, the real demon cases. You know. A lot of times we'd look for things like epilepsy. Well, she's not, you know, passing, or I guess would be failing, whichever way you want to look at it. Basically, she didn't have epilepsy. Um, and then she's doing things like talking in languages that she shouldn't have known. You know, and I'm, I'm mixed on that case because she's saying that she's possessed by Nero, possessed by Hitler, which you're like, come on. You know, really? Nero, Hitler, and like some other, you know, high profile historic names. But then she's doing things like speaking in Hitler's, the correct Austrian dialect that Hit, that Hitler would have spoken in. It, was, it doesn't even make sense. Weird I stuff. Don't, I don't think I know that one. Was that during the age of computers where you could check her search history? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, she was. I'm very. She was like 60s, 70s mm -hmm. um, back then. So yeah, that's um, really, really interesting stuff. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm mixed on it. But um yeah, people wonder about the difference between schizophrenia and, you know, possession, things like that. Um, we had Mark Anthony on here talking about that difference before. So, uh, but there are some there are some key notes uh, in there uh, to, to consider between the two. Um, like with schizophrenia, it you know it's an actual disorder of the brain that they can they can prove. You know, you have it where 
you know, if you don't have schizophrenia and this stuff's still happening, well, okay, you might be possessed by a demon. But <laughs> it, it's going to take more than just that. Um, like I was trying to kind of get to earlier, you know, like when the Catholic Church goes through all this to deduce that, okay, do we need to do an exorcism here? They are looking into a lot of different things as to what's going on with this particular case. They're not going out there just one time. And that's why I kind of brought our, you know, case into it. We went out there, you know, multiple times because you need to make sure. You can't just like see one and say, oh, yeah, that person's clearly possessed and then roll with it. Hmm. So it, it takes a lot to, to get to that point. So um, see what you guys have going down in the chat here. Um, and Donna's saying, yeah, the church rules out everything else first. And, well, you do. you do. You do the best you can to try to rule out um, the other things. Sharon Lane, Roman Catholic Church, asked for a psych evaluation first. Yep, you, you have to go through all that stuff. And, um, you know, when... Um, we do things a little different with us now because we don't um, like have a case manager and all that when we do our different investigations. Um, I can tell you my line of questioning, though. You have a specific line of questioning. You have a specific it's line very of questioning. Expensive sometimes. I'm I know. Sorry. I know. But I'm um, sorry. I don't. I don't. I don't want my time wasted. Right. So I'm going to ask you if you have any mental instability at all, or if you're on any type of psych meds or any. Um, do you take street drugs? Anything with hallucinogenic, you know, properties in it. Um, do you have a very active ad imagination? And can I see your search history on your computer? <laughs> um, I mean, last, you know, have you checked your home for like super high EMF being given off? Because that can make you hallucinate. I mean, it really can. You know, I'm not going to give the names, but there was a family. Um, that I had checked into, um, they ended up having near their son's uh, bed where a lot of the stuff was going on. Uh, he he had some devices giving off some extremely high EMF. Um, they moved and it went away. I mean, they didn't have anything else going on, just in that one room and just centered around him. You know, and they took my advice and ran a recorder and did all this stuff, not coming up with anything. I mean, having camera on him at all times. They did everything. And not one thing happened that I could have, you know, labeled as paranormal. Um, and then they even had, you know, an electrician, you know, come in uh, in the family. And he was like, you need to get this kid away from this room. You know, I mean, this is like can cause some some problems. And uh you know, nothing, nothing like that's going on now. So, you know, I am going to ask questions like that. And then a lot of the times people get kind of mad. You know, I think it's because I'm not going to say everybody because there are some legitimate paranormal cases out there. There's a lot of them, really. You know, but then there's others that just want to be on TV or be popular. You know, uh, the ones that you can usually do are the ones the that go higher up first. Yeah. You know, call on the TV. Hey, I need you to check and see what's going on. Before... If it were me and I had something going on, that would be the last place I would call unless I wanted to be on TV. I would be starting local first with people I could trust to find out, is there really something going on or have I lost my mind? You know, so if you want to be on TV, you'll be on TV. That's how you do it. But not everybody is like that, fortunately. Yeah. So what? Uh 
Judy really likes your scarf, by the way. Mm. <laughs> My friend Rita made this. Oh, Rita made it. So Rita made it. So for yeah. those of you that don't know, because we haven't mentioned it here yet, um, but we were going to do another cafe show with Rita, and uh, Rita passed away here just very recently. Yeah. So um, very sad. So Shauna was um, dealing talented. with some of that today. She made this. It's a gorgeous scarf. I mean, she she could have made just anything, and I'm talking anything like candles and melts, and she baked, and she did stuff like this, and oils and perfume, and she. I mean, she was amazing, really. Yeah. So she her was... and I were supposed to write a book together too this year, and so. Well, we'll have to do a cafe show, in honor of her. And talk about that, and um, we could show some clips from the previous time that we had her on, which was a discombobulated nightmare. <laughs> made us get away from mm -hmm. Skype, um, but um, but the cafe, you would say, did not have a demon. No, I mean there were a lot. Even of though you had bookcases being thrown at you, yeah. I mean there were some there was some angry energy in there. Um, I mean, I could only speak for the activity that went on while I was in there and that I allowed, you know, and then growing up over the years, I was in the building a lot, but I didn't really know what went on behind the scenes. You know, so, you know, I can't say everything that went on inside the building to help contribute, but, you know, the documented deaths that happened there, the documented traumatic events, you know, that happened there, uh, it's, you know, near the river. I mean, it's on, you know, the entire area is, you know, a lot of Native American energy. I mean, there's just a lot of contributing factors to make the place what it was. Uh, there was just, there was a lot of strong energy in there. And, you know, at times it was kind of dark in there. And there were times where you would walk in and just be like, Nope, not feeling it today, but I'm going to leave this recorder right here, you know, and and then be listening to it and then see all these like bookmarks and stuff. Meanwhile, there's nobody in the building. Like a select few people had keys. I was one of them. Uh, none of us went in there alone. You know, after a lot of this stuff had started happening, no one went in there alone. Um, you know, and especially just all the spikes, you're like, oh, God, that's 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 a lot of stuff there on the audio and it's like there's all kinds of stuff going on in there you think you know and and different voices you know and then there'd be you know the occasional rumbly sounding you know um if you want to call it a growl fine i mean and judy wilson <laughs> is wondering if you ever felt the anger was directed at you um i would not say directed at me like exclusively, but there were sometimes, um, there were sometimes I think the energy just didn't want to be disturbed, and uh, you know here we are, so you know we we would always be respectful about it, you know like in our defense, you know we just want to know who it is, that's all, you know we just you know we know all the different people that are in here, you know who is so angry in here right now, well what are you angry about? You know, is it about us? Who's it about? Uh, you know, and you don't get answers. 
sometimes and you just you stay until you get it or until they throw you out so i mean that that happens you know sometimes where you're just like okay we get it you know we're not going to be in here um and then you know you go in there the next day and everything's fine so it just it all depends um i really sincerely think that that place had some type of uh, portal activity going on because there was just well, so you're, and many... you've talked before about the ley lines that cross right there, so that would make sense. The portal activity, um, which would really amp up everything going on there, and if you had a, a nefarious spirit there, um, that would be a source for him to feed off of. You know, a, a place like uh, Mineral Springs, which is not demonic. Um, you know, you're talking it's it's. I mean, there's a lot going on there. I mean, um, you know, we had we had Dave in there on the uh, on the McPike and Alton video talking about the wall, and it's like you know, there's no way to know if that if any of that wall is used within Mineral Springs, but um, and there's limestone in there. You know, there's limestone in in the walls of Mineral Springs. You have an open pit. You know, it's there's stuff shoved in there. Um, but it's still essentially an open pit down into that ground. So you have to think that that is going to, things like that are going to really amp up the energy in there. And depending on the type of spirits you have in there, that it could be good, it could be bad, but it gives them a source to feed off of. Who was it that stood in that on the show? Oh, on Ghost Adventures? Yeah, that was really stupid. Like, I mean, because you don't know how well it's packed in there. That's just from a safety issue on a paranormal investigation. That was dumb. He was he's either brave or stupid, or a mixture of the uh, both of them. I'm just gonna go with stupid. I think but that was I mean, dumb. I yeah, I mean that would be. I've never had one inkling to stand on that. No, you do, you have no, no idea how well packed in it may or may not be. That would be like going into uh, that old poorhouse in Carrollton and looking at the floor that's obviously not mm-hmm. stable and standing there and expecting to stay there upright without yeah falling. i would not I mean, have just, done that no it's ridiculous ridiculous yeah you know be safe yeah be, be safe about it during your investigations for sure um but i, I just mentioned that about uh, about mineral springs because it is a you know like the cafe at a location where you're going to have that stronger type of energy you know the the cafe again right along the water you got the limestone bluffs you have the the ley lines crossing there you're you're going to get all of that extra energy for those uh spirits to be able to, to to manifest and do different things and i think same thing with mineral springs that you have all these different factors that are going to give those spirits uh, that extra energy so um you know somebody who's you know a bit more mean and nasty and um you know, Dave's talked about, you know, William being down there. Um, so that would give him, you know, more energy to be a little bit more on the mean side where, you know, I think somebody like Molly who we've experienced, I think that it, it gave her, it's given her more energy to be able to um, connect with you. And so therefore, one of the last times that we were up there, you were just super feeling whatever this sadness was that she was relating to you you know and then of course that time that you know you know, basically it seemed like you you got her name correct mm-hmm. and just like boom all this energy and i was kind of even you know pushed back at that time neither one of those demonic but a strong energy because i think that the the 
the building, the site that it's on, and all these different factors are feeding them more of that energy. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. I love the downstairs, too, at Mineral Springs. Like, everybody's like, oh, my God, you know, the downstairs. But, I mean, it's very calm down there. I mean, it's 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 a mix. It's weird because it's cal- it has a calming effect, but it's also... Um, it's also, it's pretty, it seems pretty active, pretty strong too, but it has like this, this swirling feel like you can just feel like it's just kind of like going mm-hmm. around you and stuff, like not crowding you in, but just like the walls themselves. It just feels like there's this, not enough to give you like vertigo or anything like that. But, um, to me, the energy is just really, it's just pretty chill Yeah, down there. And, uh, so. Dave Nunnally in the chat confirming the prison walls were still standing for the most part when Mineral Springs was built in 1914. So yeah, yeah to keep that in mind of you know how much of the <laughs> how much of the prison was actually still standing there, which um, you know from the conversations that Dave and I have had, and you can see some of that in our uh, McPike and Alton video because we do go into the the wall that you know it people don't really understand that good significant portions of that prison stayed standing there in dilapidated state um for for decades so um yeah it's um not not as much as people tend to think um some of it got carted over to missouri and used there so you know it's 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 very different than what has kind of been the running story so i think there's other factors it may, I mean, there might be a little bit of that, you know, within there, of course, but um, you know, said, around the town, but not not as much as everybody thinks. As he said, it's not easy to prove it. Right. But yeah, so I mean, it'd be hard to dis. Yeah, you know, it, it's hard to prove and it's hard to disprove it too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so but all of that still doesn't equate something demonic. Mm-mm. It's just. In, I mean, that's just energy. That's a, a source of energy for things to feed from. Um, yeah, which even prison aside, you know, prison was built with with limestone. Well, you still have all that limestone around the area anyway. So, yeah, uh, very, very different. So, um, let's see. Um Oh, they have they have somebody uh, down in there. HSFL, paranormal, um, saying they had a demonic attachment to their house, um, and to me was from an investigation at where we dubbed the murder house investigation. Three to eight people were murdered in the house. Interesting. Okay. Um, but how does that make a demon? I don't know. So well, that's like the question. That's the question. I so how like is it determined know. demonic? So. Um, that's the point of this, after all. Also, keep in mind, is, not is, meaning is to be we, a bitch about it. Or well, anything. no, no, no. You, you have no. to ask the question. You know, how is it? How is it all deduced? You know, because it is. Um, you know, just like with Amityville, you're talking about the Warrens earlier. Um, you know, of course, the way a lot of, I mean, it's just, it's, who knows what the real story is that happened? That we're never really going to know. Um, you know, so basically the Warrens go in there, they do their seance, um, which not really much happened during the seance, but they're still trying to sit there and, and even, you know, Ronnie Butch DeFeo is trying to, at one point said that, you know, there was some sort of 
demon that appeared to him and handed them the shotgun and um you know and so lorraine's talking about some evil presence there and all this and you know the the one that always gets forgotten about is hans holzer now hans holzer actually predated the wars he, he was around before they were um and you know so they were basically contemporaries they came along you know a little while after and they became very popular um well, Hans Holter goes in there and, you know, from his investigations, and he would use a, a psychic medium a, a lot and, and what have you, um, he's like, yeah, you know, there's activity going on here, but it's not all of that crap. And certainly not the stuff with the Lutzes, you know, the demonic pig and all this crap. Certainly wasn't that. He's like, yeah, there's just a Native American spirit here that's just pissed off that the land got, you know, abused because there were some apparently some burial grounds or something nearby that maybe nobody knew about it we don't know maybe they knew about it and just you know and so he was pissed off about that he's like yeah so he's he's not happy but there's nothing demonic going on here there's no there's no slime there's no pigs you know there's no <laughs> there's people wanting to be famous apparently yeah so again that would be and i'm wondering where the help would come into play on that because i said with the warrants before they're trying to be helpful but embellished um i don't know if maybe they thought they were helping the lutzes so but you go into that story and i've mentioned it before on this channel um shattered hopes um documentary series really really in depth on what would be considered like the true horror of um of that location which was the defeo murders and it goes really in depth on that it does talk about the lutzes and goes into all that too but um to get that backstory it's like you start finding there's like actual connections between the defeos and the lutzes it's like whoa okay so it's interesting stuff we have an answer down there yet for um i don't know I'm seeing, um, cleared my house four times, had a pastor come over, bless the house, um, and exercise the house. Still have high areas of EMF where there's no electricity. Okay. So, okay, and this is directed at us. I was uh, waking up with my pillow covered in blood from, uh, from claws in my hands, scratches on my throat and wrists and chest. House smelled like rotten eggs or rotting flesh for days. Those are some different signals. Yep. Absolutely. Those are some different signals, yeah. It would make for a good movie also. I'm not saying that you're lying. I'm just saying that's kind of the stuff you see in movies. It's, it is, but... It is, so I'm not but, saying that. Well, but. no, but you have somebody coming over to bless the house and other people that are witnessing this. And so... Um, but those are definitely... Those are definitely indicators. When you start smelling the, the rotten flesh and things like that, those are one of those things. Okay, we'll check off that box. Um, you know, the stuff like in the middle of the night, and I don't know if this was ever the case, but, you know, the um, oppression, not the possession part of it, oppression, two different things. And so like the oppression part of it where um, it's kind of like one of those stages before possession where um you know as they're trying to work on you to be able to work their way in you 
Um, you know, and again, it's just really hard to tell the difference between, okay, is this something demonic or is it something else? Um, because there's like the, there's depression that can go into it. Um, somebody totally being like, you know, very out of character. One of the other oppressive things is actually in the middle of the night where, um, and I've actually had this happen a couple of times, not saying it's demonic, but where you could actually feel something trying to get inside you. You could feel that pressure and something pushing and it just, and it felt like something trying to get in. Um, I didn't, have you know any blood or anything like i said i don't think it's demonic but and i don't know if maybe we get a little bit more of the story or something like that but um you know waking up like that you know maybe something like that was going the going on in the middle of the night maybe they're you know fighting you know i don't know um those are definitely some considerations all right, um, and they're saying it was no joke. I swear the same smell was prevalent during the investigation at the motor house when we got into the car after the investigation poltergeist activity too. Oh. Very interesting, and it was a was a murder house. And so, you know, being a murder house, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean demonic or not because some people will say and i'm not saying your your case specifically but there are people that would be like well you know we had a there was a murder here and there's paranormal activity going on so therefore it, it must be a demon that's not um that's not necessarily the case um you know the uh the Edmund house that i refer to a lot um there were the recurring suicides in the house or at least attempted suicide. So there's one con one confirmed that we know for sure that happened there. Um, there was another attempted that we know for sure that's confirmed. There was a third one that was basically a story from a local retired police officer. He swears that it happened in that house um, where it was an accidental suicide. Um, the two of them would have happened in her room. The third one, I, I don't know where the uh, attempted suicide, I'm not sure where it would have happened because they were in the middle of, the husband and wife were in the middle of arguing and he tried to off himself. Um, so it became a question during our investigation of that while we're trying to figure out what the heck is going on there. Um, you know, is this, because you're trying to narrow down what type of entity is this? You know, is this the original it would, it would have been the father of the homeowner the father was of the homeowner was living with them the the original homeowners and he's the one that committed suicide so is it him and he's projecting his feelings of despair onto other people that are there um you know or the other idea that we had was maybe it's something that was there before the house was built you know, something that was already connected to the ground there, um, connected to the land, that maybe it was doing things, you know, maybe giving that feeling of oppression, something like that. Again, doesn't necessarily have to be demonic, um, but affected the father of the homeowner and then subsequently other people as it went along. Um, 
we did deduce it was not the uh, the father of the homeowner. Um, so Carl and I are cult, so, uh, cult specialists at the time. Um, this was this is really interesting. This is I, we're working on getting Carl on here because I want to talk to him about this. They called it a wraith, which is a human spirit that has become more malevolent as a as an entity, as a supernatural entity, in death. So, so I want to I want to ask Carl a little bit more about that. Where the definite because he and Chris deduced that one. Again, they didn't call it a demon. So you can see how <laughs> you know how far you can actually go before for before calling it something like that. So um, see if there's any more follow up to that. Um, <laughs> so Mama Joe Buffalo Woman Joni saying she's supposed to go to sleep but can't now she's got to watch Haunted Road Media awesome awesome we love that um, so <laughs> HSFL saying every one of our investigators were attacked at that location none of us uh, not one of us didn't get scratched or pulled and we witnessed a possession at the house is it still going on yeah, that's a good question. Is it still going on? Is it still on? going on, and where is it? Because I would really like to go. Um, yeah, I'd, it'd be very, very interesting to I check mean, out. I want to go just because nothing like that ever happened. I won't say never, ever happens to me. You know, I got furniture thrown at me. You've got so furniture thrown at you? I've you've been, been You've been scratched. You've been I've pushed been and pulled. Pushed. Yeah. yeah. So You've had stuff happen. But humans can do that to you. So all I'm saying is, if someone's saying that that kind of stuff is going on, I want to go. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, so then I Bella can make Keys, an Bella Keys makes opinion. a yeah. Bella Keys makes a good point. Could be Keys or Keyes, um, depending on the. But uh, please clarify. Shouldn't you choose an experienced paranormal team to help you? I believe choosing an inexperienced team can hurt the situation than help. Yeah, because an inexperienced team could. Um, basically, <laughs> get things riled up even more. Um, Especially you know, they, with. Let's try to do something like that. They could go in there, get something riled up. They don't know how to get to stop, and they walk out, and it's worse for the homeowner. Um, so, yeah, you definitely would want to go with an uh, with an experienced team. Um, I would say that you would want to, and you said a, a pastor came in there. I don't know how experienced this this pastor is with the paranormal and um, you know this type of activity. Uh, you would certainly want to try to get somebody in there who is dealt with this many many times has seen this type of activity often so you know somebody i mean i got carl's in a lot of plugs tonight you know somebody like carl um james anito mm -hmm. who we've had on here before would be would be a good one um bishop long um, so there's a lot of different people uh in the field very involved that would um that have had a lot of experience dealing with these types of things that you know, could really, really get to the bottom of the matter without making it worse. So, yeah, if you have a team going in there left and right, I start to wonder about the team. Um, you know, and, and could very well, very well be that bad. Um, you know, but that, that that's a number of different things kind of on the list. Like, okay, uh, but I would want to get, I would want to get an opinion from somebody like that. 
from somebody like Carl or, or, or James or, or somebody who's, uh, you know, fought in that arena many times. So it's, it's an interesting case. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Um, so what is this? Mike, you're turning out to be the next holster. <laughs> oh, Holzer. Hans. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know about that. He had like 140 books. I'm at 10. You better get moving. I'll get moving. Um, Alex would have something to say about that. Alexandra's daughter. <laughs> she's she's the next holster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's cool. She's cool. Um, so, um, Bree Jones, I wonder if uh, what Coyote Chris would think of that place. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Chris doing some drum work in there. I mean, to to put a different energy, a different vibration in there. Um, I mean, that would be interesting because that would totally give a different vibration in there. To see how it responds. Yeah. If it quiets it down, it could be like, hey, this guy's speaking my language. It could be some kind of energy like that. Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's a team that's going in there and just being like, I, I don't know what this, this team did while they were in there, but if they're just going in there, and we've seen it on TV before, um, you know, are you evil? Um, yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> I know. Are you evil? Yeah, yeah um, man, I'm totally evil. Yeah. Like they're not going to They're say not going to say they're evil. It doesn't happen, so don't embarrass yourself by asking that question. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, so that would that would be another thing to to consider is uh, is the team and how they went in there, how they went about investigating. You know, if they're just doing, you know, things like that, I mean, sure, as an investigative team, you need to um, you need to figure out what's going on. I, that wouldn't be the line of question I would use. Um, no. But you know, what are they doing you know, in addition to trying to change that vibration? If I mean, because you can walk into a place, um, and I I never claim to be a psychic. I have some sensitivities, and you can walk into a place and just be like. Okay, something's up. Something's yep. up at this place. And I might not know exactly what it is. Shannon might know exactly what it is. I'm, I'm just going to know something's up. Um, so we need to be serious about this and start, you know, doing some work, whatever. Um, you know, bust out the sage or whatever. At, but something like Coyote Chris going in there and changing that energy, changing that vibration with, with his drums... That might help. Yeah. If he says, nope, let's not, then yeah. I'm probably going to believe him because, you know, he seems like a pretty chill, you know, in tune with the universe, with the earth, you know, earth energy, Native American energy. I, I would believe him. If he says, let's not go in here, it's not a good time, you know, I'm probably going to believe him. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm right there with Chris. Um, Danagorn, I'd love to investigate with Chris as we both have a shamanistic foundation, but also me being a witch and with gifts would be interesting. Brief following up, I would also love to investigate with Chris. Yeah, Chris is, Chris is a cool guy to investigate with. I like Chris. 
Um, and this year, I don't know if he's watching or not, but I never got to go downstairs and do the drum. Yeah, because of where we started, he he was there. I think he did two two of the rounds, yeah. and then he had to go, and so we didn't get down this there with time, him. This time, I'm gonna go do it. Yeah. I want to. So Sharon Lane says Hans was great. Mike is more open minded, in my opinion. Mike and Shauna have an awesome future. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a different it was a different era, and I mean. Hans, Hans had his set way of doing things. He did. Um, but I also believe he was honest. You know, I, I believe he was a pretty straight shooter. And, and maybe I'm a bit, maybe I'm a bit biased because, you know, his work was some of the first that I read um, I when I was young. I had a couple of the his, his books in there. Um, you know, I've, I've known Alex, uh, Alexandra, for... I don't know, probably 10 years now. Um, you know, not like we're bosom buddies or anything, but you know, we're, we're familiar with each other and we've had some conversations. So, um, you know, and yeah, so I, I, I'm sure I'm probably a little biased, but I always, I always thought his work was pretty honest and just the, the Amityville thing really sells it for me because that being such a sensational case at that time, you have the Lutz doing their stuff um and all the craziness going on there you have um the warrens coming in that's extremely you know high profile and you know it, it's all glitzy and glamoury there to you know whatever degree you want to call it um and holzer could have ridden those coattails too and yeah amityville too the possession was based off of his work but still he was more like eh. Yeah, there's something going on here. Listen, it's not all that. So he didn't go down that kind of a road. He was just—he was more to me, more down to earth and honest about what was happening there. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Sharon Lane agreed. Hans was was honest. Respect. Yeah. Um, Lonzo Tingle, are you evil? Are you a demon? Chaps my ass. <laughs> yeah. Chaps my ass. It too, does. I'm it you. does. Um. It's right up there with asking someone if they know they're dead. <laughs> that too, I've I've, I've I've been there for that. Um, a couple said. times by the same person. Yeah. Um, so I guess with that that this could be the moment that we just just real quick we'll slam the ovulus real yeah, quick. Yeah, let's go for so, it. So uh, we have honestly we've we've mentioned it here on the other we, we've done a couple of different demon themed shows. And we actually specifically mentioned the Ovilus before, reporting demon. Now, I've I've broken down my opinion of the Ovilus on, on here before where I didn't believe it worked because I don't know how in the world a spirit is actually going to be able to go into the microchip on there and manipulate whatever to pull out words. Um, and then the, basically the toggle between the different modes generating that little EMF to, to create a random word. You know, I've hammered that on here before. And basically saying also that um, you know if it comes back saying demon on there, a demon is not going to say hi, I'm a demon. You will <laughs> never a demon will never come back on there and say demon. It's not happening because they're trying to they're they're lying. They're, one, they're trying to lie to you. They're trying to deceive you. They're trying to manipulate you to get control of you. So um, by declaring I'm a demon, no, that's not going to happen. Our show prior to this, Edge of the Rabbit Hole, with Justin Brown, he went even deeper 
on the Ovilus and, <laughs> and hammered that. So we need more guests like that. Yeah. We need um, more people like that. Just yeah. I mean, in general. He, he basically told us the reason. Because I told him after I saw that happening, I just basically put, put the Ovilus down. I said, like, I'm done with that. Um, but he actually knew why that happened. He's like, yeah, that's, and I forget the, the part that he called it inside. He was like, yeah, I was basically tripping that. And, and that's why it was, you know, generating those random words. Um, it's a pre-programmed yeah. device where if you say this certain block of words, it triggers that particular word. Right. And if the makers of those devices were really smart, they'd have that word triggered often because demons are so popular. And if demons are popular, and especially because of TV, then people are going to be buying the devices that are being shown on these TV shows. So, yeah. I mean, it's all about money. And then the Pretty other much. one that he was on board with us about was the ghost box. I mean, he's... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, just the fact that it's radio. Yes, yes. Last night, I there finally, you go. Dave, Dave, there you go. I finally watched the Mineral Springs episode. I did, and there's this part in there it's at the very end, at the end, where it picks up this female voice saying, "I'm, you know, coming home." Well, I was like, "Man, why does that sound so familiar to me?" That's definitely well, you could tell it was music. It was music. You could tell it was music. So which I can't. I looked it up it. on YouTube and found it in like less than a minute. The same song, same female voice saying the same thing. And she says it often in that song. So what I'm guessing is, is they probably didn't anticipate. You remember who it was? So they can go look it up. Um, shoot. <laughs> I, get, I mean, you told me last night I didn't recognize her name. Yeah. But I, it, it, it came up like immediately for you. You can't play the music on here. No, because, no, I can't. But I am yeah. going to look up. All right, so she'll look that up. But yeah, it was. We knew it was music. I had people message, of course, because I was Ghost Adventures people messaging me. I've been getting messages about Ghost Adventures for the last two <laughs> years. Um, yeah. But yeah, like um, yeah, there were just people that were messaging. Yeah, that last one. I mean, that was music. It's like it's so blatantly was. off the radio. Okay. And we talk about that all the time. That it's just those the ghost boxes are radio chatter. And like Justin was saying, it's like, no, if you eliminate that stuff and just make it white noise, I'm like, hmm, we ever heard that before. Oh, yeah, when we had our ghost box episode. <laughs> just the yeah. white noise would be fine. Um, so. It's by Skylar Gray. Skylar Gray, there you go. Coming Home. That's a very sweet song. Um, and... <laughs> I mean, I thought that I had heard it before. It sounded familiar to me. I'm I didn't like, know it at all. I just knew it was mute. You could hear it. Yeah, well, I remember because on one of my stations that I used to listen to at night, it had like softer kind of stuff on it to try to promote sleep. Mm -hmm. And I remembered you that remember song. Hearing it. So okay. I was like, okay, well, I was like, oh my God. And I can't believe, and I know that they didn't bank on anybody, A, noticing it, or be caring enough to look it up to call them out on it. And even if you do call them out on it, what do they care? They're, they're fucking ghost adventures. I, I don't know if they thought that. Because, <laughs> again, watch that. If you didn't, if you weren't here for the first show, Edge of the Rabbit, go back and watch that with Justin. Because um, he basically broke down how those different portal type devices are, are 
constructed, which I thought was great. You know, he's basically talking about, you know, you're, you're taking the, um, <clears throat> the pedals that you use for your guitar that have all the different effects and you're putting a delay on it. So it basically wipes out the white noise and then you get that kind of wongy effect or whatever you want to call it um, off those. And that's why I, they end up setting them so they make the creepy cool sounds. Um, but if, if the effect that they had on that particular device wasn't enough to drown out the fact that it was music. Nope. I mean, yeah, all the white noise was drowned out. They're like, yeah, it was like 30 some odd minutes later that we got this. And it's like, well, finally, your device actually picked up a bit of radio chatter. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, I so. Know, I know. But it wasn't demonic for sure. No, it really wasn't. It was, it was electronic. <laughs> and I've I made the comments like, you know, I don't believe what radio stations tell me. You know? Yeah. Um, it, I believe my gut. I believe what my gut tells me. And. Your body is your best tool. Yes. And and I get it, too. I mean, those guys, you know, unfortunately, they're very popular. Fortunately, it brought a lot of traffic uh, and awareness to the venue. And I understand that. I get it. I totally get it. And I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that the awareness is there. Um, I just wish that the people that are now going to become aware of the building that weren't before don't follow you know the same methods and expect to have anything positive come out of it you know one of these times there's going to be someone pulling some bullshit that ghost adventures has done and somebody's going to get hurt yeah don't if if you guys go to um, the very lower lowest level there at mineral springs do not go and stand on the spring. No, and don't yell at anybody. Yeah, I was. I gotta be honest. I was mad. I was sincerely angry. I looked up. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with him? What's he yelling at them for? And I'm gonna go back in there on every single floor and apologize. <laughs> I am so sorry for that idiot that did this, that said this, that that pulled this crap with you, because. I have a hundred percent respect for every spirit in that building and the building itself and the people who graciously allow us to go in there. Um, I, I I have total respect for all of that. And I just wish that, well, we'll be in there next week. Yes. At this time. So, um, Judy Wilson, uh, talking about the obvious, don't you program them with words to use? Yeah, so there's pre-programmed words in there and they're supposed to pull those out. And so, yes, demon is one of those words that's pre-programmed in there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you have a white so, noise box. That's different. Just white noise and you pick up on your recorder the word demon. That's I a little different. I listen to that. That's different. But even in that case, I wouldn't think it was the demon saying, I'm a demon. I would think it would be more of something like there's another spirit there that's seeing there's a demon coming and warning you, oh, demon, get the, get the hell out yeah. of here. Yeah. You know. You're like, shit. <laughs> you know, and, and maybe that was another EVP in there too. Demon. Yeah. Demon. I mean, yeah, I would I would think it would be more of like that than, um, than it's, at the, it's the actual demon itself saying i'm a yeah <laughs> in any case um 
We have a $10 super chat here from Tom McNicholas says Pearl should have kicked Zach's ass. You know what? I sincerely, if they were picking up on anything bad at all that was legitimate, I'm inclined to believe that it was the spirit's displeasure at them being there and acting like assholes. So that's what I think. I mean, if I were a spirit and someone was treating me like that, I'd either A, not say anything at all, or B, I'm not going to say what I would do. Yeah. That would be terrible, but I definitely wouldn't be nice. So um, we're going to let HSFL uh, finish up uh, their story here. Um, so I'll read the question here, and then there was a, a final uh, statement, I guess, on it. But uh, have you ever heard of a demonic spirit taking form of a child while trying to communicate during an investigation? That's how I believe I got my attachment. Um, I know there's a little piece before that, wasn't there? Um, yeah, the reason I think I had something attach itself to me from the murder house investigation, AKA the demonic spirit, was from talking to what I thought was a child named Carlos. And so that's why um, they asked the question about um, taking the form of a uh, child. And then, um, well, whatever that spirit was causing me not to sleep for almost a month, my electronics were turning on by themselves, stuff was being moved by itself in, in that awful smell. Um, so, I mean, yeah, again, a, a number of different check marks here. I'd still love to get somebody like Carl or James in there to really check it out. If it's still going on, you said for a month, so I don't, I don't know if it's actually still going on. So not really a, <clears throat> deem, a demon taking form of a child. Can they pass themselves off as a child? And so that's part of the manipulation game. And so we do have a lot of people to try to say, well, you know, you think you're talking to a ghost, you know, but it's really a demon. What and, happens if you can find physical documentation of that person? Right. I'm going to believe that, but... You know, and I've, I've had... Um, you said you had a, a pastor in there, and I've had a, a pastor tell me before about how um, they had somebody sitting in their office before, and they're basically the um the demon was trying was and this this is really weird so they were trying to say that or portray that they were um a spirit from ireland and so he just started having a casual conversation with this now here here's a like a normal person american um sitting there and this demon or whatever was was in there was trying to say that they were from ireland and so he's just having a casual conversation back and forth with them so, you know he knew a few things about ireland and history and all that and so he's you know just kind of question oh yeah about this and that and you know the troubles and da, da, da. started getting facts wrong that he should have known so um Demon didn't go to school. And Demon didn't go to school. So then he changed tactics, and I, I, I can't remember the whole story, but he like started speaking in Latin or something, and just it was really it was a really interesting story. So he was like changing personas, which is one of the things that could possibly be. So you know, in the whole while, it's just this this guy that's sitting there, and it's like this stuff keeps changing in him. So it's really kind of a bizarre case, I mean, but. 
could could they portray themselves as a child? Yes, a demon could portray itself as a child, so that um, you know you interact with it. Um, then how do you know? I've interacted with many a child. I know, I know, and so and I know like you have your whole history with Byron, so there is a degree of risk that you take with this. You know, when you go out and you're going out on an investigation and you're trying to interact with these spirits, you are risking the fact that you may actually invite something in that's not nice. I haven't had that happen yet. I I know, but but you risk that and people get attachments and they bring things home that are not good. I mean, I feel like so far, you know, like if my gut says, "Mm, nope, you know, and then I follow it. Oh, if I don't get that little voice, even just the tiniest little, no, don't go there, then I go. You know, nothing bad has happened to me, really. That's great. Yeah. So I kind um, of feel like. I, I guess, you know, I, I guess when you when you left, you know, was there any sort of cleansing that you did when you left? Um, was there anything like a no don't follow me it was i had a great time interacting with you and chatting with you but you need to stay here you cannot come with me um you know anything like that we've had that happen where we've had something suddenly tag along with us and we're like nope you mm-hmm. get out it's like no you can't follow yeah you know with byron i didn't do that i didn't care if you followed me or not you know okay. um but then there were other times when i'd be like you know, please, nobody, you know, Byron always did. He just always did. Yeah. Um, but he was the sweetest little boy. I mean, I would like to think that if something was posing as a little boy, at what point do they stop? You know, how long do they let it go on? And if it's really a demon, wouldn't they be able to follow me? Wouldn't they like, be able to follow you anyway? Yeah. Sure. Like I left and he didn't follow me. I mean, I have not seen him since I left. Since the last time I was in that building. But I, I, Here's my take on it. I think that um, demon or not, it could choose to follow you. Like, I like that person. I'm going to follow them. I mean, I've, like, Kat Gash has a story of she was just walking by a place, a historic location, and she picked something up and brought it home. She's just walking by. She's not even, like, interacting with anything there. And it just, they liked her and it followed her. She went home and the cats were going crazy for days. You know, finally figured out what was going on. Um, so, yeah, I think pretty much anything, demonic or not, could just suddenly be, I like that person. I'm going to follow them. You know, so, but I think that when we kind of put our foot down when we're exiting, that we exude um, an energy, whatever vibration it is that we put out, that, says, that boom, puts up that wall. You're not coming. You're not coming. Yeah, and so I feel like that's probably, and why I think nothing, that's that's a protection. You know, and you can, you have your stones that offer, and you believe in those stones yeah. and the power of of those stones. I believe I believe in the protection. power of myself also. Yes, and I feel like no matter how big and bad you think you are, you know, whatever demonic, whatever, um, I feel like you know, unless they're just wanting to be an asshole that you know they can sense your energy too and probably deem it a waste of their time be like yep 
and cracking that nut, let's move on to another one, you know? And I feel like, you know, and that's the mentality that I have a lot. Unless I want to be open, I'm just not, you know? There are other times I wish I could flick, you know, switches and, you know, have more answers than I do. And then there's sometimes like, no, I'm really fine just knowing what I know, you know? So I'll just, you know, there's other times it's like, ooh, too open, flick. You know, it's like, okay, that's a little better. <laughs> Donna says, and I guess we missed it somewhere in there, because it, well, we end up seeing so much of the chat. Uh, HSFL said it's quieter now due to bringing the priest in. So, okay. That's good. So, um, oh, I missed something. There was something that was piggybacking on something Bree said. Where was it, Bree? Um, I missed it. Who's there? Oh yeah, uh, she agrees. If they want to follow you, they will. Yeah. Um, a couple other questions here, and then we'll wrap it up. This one's gone a little long, of course. You know, mm-hmm. is that kind of a popular topic? Um, I'll go with Betty's first. What do you think of the flashlight turning off or on by a ghost? So yeah, I've known I've known people to to use that method. My buddy Copperhead likes to use that one. Um, I, you know, it's. Kind of like what Justin was talking about earlier. You know, it's hard to put in that control with something like that because you know that it's just like a hair away from touching and making that connection. Turn it off. If they can turn it on when it's completely off, not just almost on, almost off. If it's off. If it's off and you flip the thing on. And they have to flick a switch. Yeah, or or completely unscrew the whole thing so it comes off. Um, I mean, I have seen the thing light up before when, you know, you asked a question and, you know, boom, it it turned out. In fact, there was an interesting interaction there with Copperhead, with Kristen at the Bel Air house. We got that. I I know, but we got that. I was just stretching. Okay. Um, Well, because I I know how you feel about the the light and everything, but it was interesting where we got that EVP that, you know, we were saying, hey, you know, we'd like to get to know you a little bit. Maybe we could even become friends. It clears a bell. Um, the the girl saying, I guess, and I forget the way the whole thing went down, but like Kristen was asking at the same time if, if you know, if you'd like to do that, could you turn on the light? And the light went on too. So we got that EVP and the light turned on at the same time. It's like, okay, that one's interesting. That one was interesting. But then there's other times where it's like, light's going on, light's going off. You know, you're you're asking, hey, can you do something with the light? And you're sitting there and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, it's starting to come on a little bit. Oh, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's interact. It's like, eh, no, it's not. eh, I don't quite buy that one. But the other times where, like that one particular time, it was like, hmm, maybe, maybe in that one. But it's, yeah, the, uh, the flashlights are just, there, there's too many ifs with there. So I don't use them. I don't use them uh, just because of that. So, um, and then Sharon Lane. Do you believe spirits should be removed if they aren't hurting anyone? I don't think that's our place to do that. They're there for a reason. Um, I don't believe we personally have the authority to remove a spirit from a place that it's at. It might be there because it has unfinished business there. It could be there because it's watching over somebody in its time or maybe someone that they know visits you know i mean it's like people coming in and being like 
poof, 40 spirits gone. Yeah. Where'd they go? We, we've, and why we've did known you those do people. it? Yeah. And why did you do we it? Who gave forty you the... spirits from this location? It's like I didn't even. Where'd you get forty from? How, like, how do you know there were forty? I personally I, think that's a crock of shit. But those people are still nice. So I just think I don't know what I think. Uh, no, I don't think you should remove a spirit from somewhere. I think they're there for a reason. Some of them are there for a reason, and I think yeah, that we, some of them may not. Why. Yeah. I think someone may not know that they're there, but why confuse them further by, and and then plus, who has the authority, I know I don't, to be like, I'm just going to put you here. Why the hell would I do that? And where'd they go? Well, like, I mean, I just, like that's my, ridiculous. Like my grandfather. I, I, talk about, I talk about my grandfather a, a lot here because I think it's a great example of somebody that after he passed away, waited around for my grandmother. And sure enough, when she passed away, other than one time, a little visitation uh, to me, they um, haven't seen hide nor hair of him. But what if my grandfather's passed through someplace? He's because he would go around. He would visit um, visit us from time to time. He spent a lot of time with my grandmother, but then would visit um, me, my aunt, whomever. Um, but what if in passing, maybe he's passing through some place and there's, I don't know, somebody who's like, I mean, I don't know if it's a medium or whoever, or maybe an investigator or whatever, that's like, oh shit, there's a spirit passing through and it does whatever I'm going to imagine off into the light and, you know, pass them, you know, pass them over. And all of a sudden, as my grandfather's passing through, he, away he goes. And, and now, yeah, and now he's not able to visit any of us because he's wherever he's at. He's not able to, when my grandmother passed, passes away, for him to accompany her to wherever they went to. You know, now, if <laughs> and someone, all he was doing was innocently walking by. Right. You know, if I mean, someone geez. is not causing you bodily harm, like maybe, he, maybe he's visiting the museum, checking out some works of art, or well, he was more of a stamp guy. Maybe he's checking out some stamps or whatever, and you know, they're in there. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're in there doing an investigation. Like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna pass over the spirits now. And I mean, if you walk up into a place that doesn't belong to you and you do something like that, that is ridiculous. Don't Donna, do that, Donna Gordon. I hate those who profess to cross someone over. How do they know where they're going to? Exactly. I I I don't know. You know, here's another. I've thing. been there for that stuff, and I'm just like, I I'm not getting it i think sometimes you know i have coexisted with spirits there have been some where i'm like you have got to vacate my premises right now you know you can tell when someone is passing through and when someone is there before you get there you know i've told some of them to get lost be like look this isn't working out you gotta go yeah you know you don't live here i live here you weren't here before i got here you need to go you know, I think you can put your foot down in cases like that. You know, if there's some vagrant passing through, some rogue spirit coming by, like, yeah, I think I'll be here for a while. No. You know, and especially. Not demonic. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so topic, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, this one, <laughs> this one was in my shower. So, I mean, that I have a problem with. And, you know, messing with my kitchen appliances when I'm trying to use them, you know, and then spiking up my electric bill by leaving my lights on when I turn them off. I mean, there's just all kinds of things, but the the being behind me when I get out of the shower, no, no, that can't happen. So, 
you know, that one was told to vacate the premises very loudly and with much profanity. And place felt a little different like that afterwards. Um, did I cross him over? No. I don't Just told him to get out. I don't have the authority or the power to do that. I don't have that ability and I don't want it. Um, but I wasn't about to call anybody that I thought might have that ability to do it. I just told it to get the hell out. Him, her, it was a him. I told him to get the hell out. Yeah, you have you have a lot of people jumping on this down there. So Judy Wilson never thought of it that way. Shauna, I always thought you had to send them to the light. Um, Betty says, into the light, no way. Bree Jones, supposedly they go to the light. But if they're a different religion, that that is a crock of BS. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's one of those... I, it, it's one of the you can't there's none of this you can prove this is all theory it's, it's people's theories of we're going to send somebody you know over into the light I mean, and that's, that's based off of near-death experiences where people right. are like well i saw a light when i almost died okay yeah. and i've heard people say because i've asked okay well, what in the world are you doing you know you're saying you're crossing somebody over what are you doing well um opening a portal of light for them to walk into how are you opening a portal of light? And basically, they are in their mind imagining a light source up there. And they are, you know, in their belief, they are pushing energy from them um, into this light that they are imagining. So apparently, the spirits, this is my understanding of what I was told, the spirits are supposed to be able to see this light this person is projecting up into there, and they're supposed to go off into it, into somewhere. I don't think that's how it works. I mean, I'm not 100% certain about everything. I don't know, but sometimes people are able to do this 40 people at a time. I bet those same people will have voices in their There are 60 spirits spirits in there, and we were able to cross over 40 of them by imagining them into the light. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just... Reach deep into your hearts and your pocketbooks and take his hand. At the same time, (laughs) I hate to judge... I've got some snake oil that you might want to buy. Yeah, I, I, I do. I hate to judge people like that. I hate to say stuff like that, but... I'm just I'm just calling it like I see it, you know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just I mean I've heard that I before, and you're it. right. I don't want to demean anyone because it is different for people's beliefs. And there's no like Dave with the wall, you know, at Mineral Springs and the stones and all that. There's no way to prove it, and there's no way to not prove it. Um. So yeah, I, I, I can't just, say a hundred percent sure you are horribly wrong. Stop peddling that BS. But at the same time, I'm like. My opinion is I think you're horribly wrong and that you should possibly stop peddling the BS. Stop. Just stop. I mean, you don't know for sure. Nobody knows for sure. I Nobody knows care. for sure that's actually Yeah, I don't. I don't care and... who you are. I don't know either. But I'm pretty sure some of these methods are ridiculous. I feel it. I feel it. Here's what I do know. There's paranormal activity in the world. For sure. Yeah, I I do know that. I'm and it's not and it's not all demonic. No, no, it's really it's not. not. All you know, um, I'm I'm telling you, if I get really pissed off at somebody, you would swear you were in danger. If I'm really angry, but that doesn't make me a demon. People have thought they were gonna die before pissing me off, but they're still alive, and I didn't set them on fire or sacrifice their firstborn or whatever, however that stuff works. You know, just because someone is mean and angry doesn't make them a demon. 
you know, I could scratch Mike right now, but that doesn't make me a demon. Guess I better use three fingers there because that's how that works. But mm, sure, I always thought you were a demon. My stomach is more demonic than anything, right? And that's just because of the noises that it makes. But that doesn't mean it's actually a demon trying to get out. You know, I'm just saying, don't believe everything that you hear, especially from television. You know, but you can't. You have to take everything that you hear with a grain of salt you know not everybody is going to have the same experiences you know so i had something happen to me you know you weren't there to see it so you could very easily say well i wasn't there to see it so it didn't happen great which is why which is why we question stuff and it's like the the demonic story that that was going on down in the chat i'm not trying to you know demean the experience or anything like that but we have to question it yeah. You know, as, as, you know, as good investigators, we have to take the story and we have to, to question it, you know, okay, you know, is, is this what was really going on? What are the, what are additional details? And you, you know, you, you have to ask those questions. So it's like, you know, not meaning any offense, but you know, when you start hearing stories like that, cause I mean, we've heard things, you know, for years now, you know, different stories, different people's experiences and, you know, immediately drawing a conclusion, you know, demon. And so, yeah, it was like no offense down there. That's just naturally the way we are, that when we hear those stories, we start asking questions. And, true, but that is the prudent thing to do, is to start asking questions. Yeah, you have, as a true paranormal investigator of any type, you have to try to debunk it first. Yep. You have to find, you have to try to find the fact, the facts first, you know? And that either means research, or you have to be there to get the hands-on, the experience, to see if the same thing happens, you know, to, to, to you. Um, you know, if it's just, you know, focused on, you know, one person or a set of people or whatever, and it's not happening for anybody else, that still doesn't mean that you're wrong and that it didn't happen. You know, maybe it just means whatever the energy is, it's just yeah. focused on you and doesn't want to hear what anybody else has to say. So, Which is one of the things that makes us feel so difficult right yeah so and that's where that's where skeptics always try to to get us is you know well this happened for this person didn't happen for you then how do you and that's one of the things we do talk about is you know with the paranormal and trying to scientifically prove it makes it extremely difficult because there's not a way to create a control object because it's random or seemingly random it, it doesn't <clears throat> happen exactly the same every single time there's no way to have a placebo and it doesn't happen on demand yeah doesn't happen on demand you can't make it happen yeah on demand <laughs> I mean, sometimes light. it does sometimes it does but not all the time it doesn't happen that way all the time yeah it's just yeah you, because like when you're when you're setting up a scientific ex experiment you're like okay we're going to give like if it's a, a pill or whatever we're going to give this person you know this pill so that they are ex experiencing the effects or the effects that they should be having with it all the time all the time all the time and then you see how their body reacts to it okay but you know for a fact that they are getting whatever is in that pill and then you have the one that's the placebo there's nothing in there and you see how they react well, that would be, in our case, paranormal activity would be the pill that's active, and no paranormal activity would be the pill that's not active. But 
in either case, you can't make sure. No. <laughs> you can't make sure you're always having paranormal activity here and see how that manifests. And you can't make sure that no paranormal activity is going to happen over here. You know, so yeah, that's what makes it so freaking difficult to always to try to prove. Um, all right. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and wrap it up because it's actually getting chilly here in the studio. I feel pretty good. You're, yeah, you're kind of bundled up here. Yeah, I feel pretty nice good. With a nice scarf and everything going on. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Ichabod Cranium here. Well, I've got to fix this hair again. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. He's probably a little chillier. Of course, we've got Ghosty down here. So, all right. We do appreciate everybody uh, joining us this evening. Uh, it's always an interesting conversation um, <laughs> talking about demons. It's so, um, it's such a, polarizing topic <laughs> um but it's, it's still interesting too so i do appreciate all everybody asking questions and sharing down there in the chat um we will be at mineral springs next week so be sure to be out here for that so um we'll be broadcasting live, live from i guess we're gonna be up in pearl's room yes is where we're gonna do it so, so that'll be very very cool you never know might be able to get yep. Pearl or Molly to come say hello. That would be awesome. Yep. So let's go ahead and um, get to the shout outs and everything here. Super Chat Superstars. We had Andrew Cox and Tom McNicholas. Thank you both very, very much again. Absolutely appreciate Super Chat Superstars. Appreciate it if I could speak. <laughs> so Donna Gordon, th thank you for Cheshire catting the chat. Uh, always appreciate that. Um, Dave Nunley says, all for the greater good. Thanks for hanging out with us again tonight, Dave. And uh, hey, if you are in the area or coming through the area, through Alton, Illinois, uh, definitely go to It's Raining Zen, which is right there in the Mineral Springs Ooh. Mall. By the um, way, he's I'm got, running he's got out. the cup. I'm running out of dandelion tea, so I hope we're gonna you pick have some, that. We're going to pick some up I've been there. drinking that every single we're, night. I expect we're going to be cleaning Dave out of some tea because I think <laughs> there's like at least three or four of them that we're low on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, between It's Raining Zen, Indigo Moon, Mississippi Hippie, a lot of great stuff uh, in there. So definitely check it out. It's right on Broadway. You can't miss it. And you can bring your pets. Yeah. You can yeah. bring your pets. I think that's that's awesome. a wonderful Thing. Uh, Tammy my asked, "What night are you doing Mineral Springs live? Same bat time, same bat channel. So we will have both shows. Edge of the Rabbit Hole, Edge of the Rabbit Hole. We're going to be interviewing Dave. So um, it'll be a, a little bit of a different setup, of course, being there um, in uh, Pearl's room. Shauna's going to be with me. We'll have Dave there. Um, Vanessa will be there uh, through Zoom, and so it'll be a little bit of a, of a different setup. We'll try to fit everybody into the screen. I'm going to have to figure that out over the next week. Um, and then after that, for Inside the Upside Down, we're going to do, Shauna and I are going to do a little bit more on our um, experiences, some of the history. Some of the, I mean, I'm sure we're going to go over history and stuff like that with Dave. Um, during our conversation with him, but we're going to go over some more of our experiences and whatnot there and probably do a bit of an impromptu investigation. Yeah. So um, this is what I have envisioned in my head, and I hope it works out like this. If, if we can figure out, because I'll, I'll bring I'll bring the extenders and maybe we can do our conversation with Dave from Pearl's room, but then and that'll be edge of the rabbit hole. And then maybe if if I can get the extenders to work up there, maybe we can extend to Molly's room I would for Inside that. the Upside Down. Molly's my girl, man. I know. I've got to be honest. I want to find out who she is so bad that I just can't even stand it. So I think that would be awesome. All right. So 
Cool. So let's get to the uh, the shoutouts like we had started. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, we got Bree Jones, of course, uh, Haglin, Sharon Lane. Thank you all very, very much for hanging out with us, sticking this long. EQQ, thank you. There's Betty Lange. Thank you very much, as always, everyone. Judy Wilson. I think I said Judy earlier. Um, there's Little Dorrit Lisa. Thank you very much. Uh, Tammy Heisman, thanks for joining us again. There's Andrew Cox. Um, Tim Schoen, thank you as always. And um, Tom McNicholas, of course. Uh, Jen Arl Rogue 7, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, very cool to, to see everybody in here. Um, Dave says, just don't walk into the damn well in the basement yeah <laughs> no, <laughs> no no it's not no, happen, no 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 that was dumb no, I, oh seriously, my god it was just so unsafe i mean i no no i am surprised it didn't fall um there's katie palmer of course i'm sure if they would have fallen through it would have been the ghost yanking the the demon not the ghost the demon right, yanking them right. down into the thing um Danielle Heil, thanks for joining us this evening. Appreciate that. Vegas Ghost Girls, uh, good seeing you down there this evening. Um, there's Tracy Christian. Thank you very much, Tracy. Um, a lot of people in here like Tracy and Betty and um, I know Fr uh, Fran Molino was in her earlier. I appreciate all the shares and retweets and stuff like that out there on Twitter. And I know um, a lot of you others like uh, Tim Schoen and... Uh, Tom McNicholas and you know, all you, a lot of you others, do, Candy Orton, Donna uh, Gorton, do a lot of that on Facebook and everything. So we appreciate all of those shares. Really, really do. Lonzo Tingle is one of those that's been um, retweeting our stuff out there on, on Twitter as well and uh, having some conversations out there, which is cool. Um, Critics Corvix Arts, that's Mickey Dole. Thank you very much, Mickey. Um, so we had there's Adam Tillery lurking. Yep, lurking as always, as we can only document. Good to see you there, mm -hmm. Adam. HSFL Paranormal. Thank you for sharing your story this evening. Do appreciate it. And so, uh, very, very interesting. Uh, so we we definitely appreciate you sharing. It led to some good uh, conversation. So definitely, Dustin Samario. Little uh, bro. Yeah, good to see you out there. Where's Nick? Does Nick watch these? I've seen him in there before. Mm -hmm. He's a busy man. He is busy. Nick is. He's busy. Um, all right. So let me go ahead and scroll back down. Good to see all the familiar faces in there and new faces as well. All right. So. All right, everybody. We will see you next week. And, of course, we have Friday Night Ghost Frights coming up here on, well, Friday. Um, oh, and don't forget also what you can get at uh, Indigo Moon, which is right there in Middle Springs Mall, part of its Raining Sin and all that. You know, stop in there, stop in there and get some of your deadly grounds to your Haunted Road Roast. Haunted Road Roast, it helps you hunt ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> makes you laugh every that time. So That's funny. why I do it. <laughs> Haunted Road Roast, it helps you shovel snow, too. It does. It, it did help me Tammy? shovel some snow. There's Tammy or, or Karen, or I can't remember which one of them said it, it helps you know, shovel snow too. So I even said it in the voice. You couldn't hear it in the post, but I I said it in my head that way. <laughs> Hunter Road Roast. It helps you shovel snow. We had enough snow, that's we for did. sure. Expecting another round of it to come in. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, this weekend that's when we really yeah, it's okay. like let the eleven inches that we just got disappear first, maybe. 
Hey, it's Jimmy Cortez. Hey, hey Jimmy. Jimmy. Good to see you. Um, and then we got some other people. Okay, we'll throw down some more shout outs. That's good. Miguel M says, good night, Shauna and Mike. Pat Kraft was in the house. All right. I mean, there's a little bit of a delay, but um, yeah, good to get these uh, ones in here at the end. So, all right, everybody, we love you. We will see you, well, um, Friday. I, I will do a, um, as long as I get it out in time, because it didn't happen this past Friday, but um, mm -hmm. we'll do the premiere. So you guys know what happens with the premiere, where, um, you know, half an hour ahead of time before we uh, do the upload, um, basically it It'll go live 7 p.m. Eastern is uh, when we've been doing the Friday Night Ghost Frights. So uh, we do the premiere uh, 30 minutes ahead of time. We have the, the chat here goes live um, at uh, 6.30 Eastern, posts at 7. We also have a, uh, a live video feed on Facebook that we do for that. So I miss it all the time because I got to work. Yeah, you've made, you've made like one. <laughs> she has yeah. to work. So, All right, everybody. Have a great night. We will see you Friday. And next week. <laughs> Take care.